Okay, this week I think we really have had our last wood stove fire of the season. Welcome to Longleaf Breeze, subsistence farmers using three simple principles, approaching but never reaching subsistence. It's got to be fun while we're doing it, and we don't make all misstatements. And now, Lee and Amanda Borden. Thanks, Adrian, and welcome to our podcast of May the 16th, 2013. Yeah, we made a big deal last week about how we thought we'd made our, had our last fire, and then this week we had to light two, another fire. Two mornings, actually, two in a row. Two mornings, that's right. I guess yeah. it was Monday and Tuesday morning of this week. When the low was in the 40s overnight. But we think that's it. Uh, we're not... We, we, the, the firewood's still there. We can get to it if we need it, but it is getting really warm now. And, yeah, and that's why we decided the theme for this week was getting ready for the heat, right? And, you know, it's one of those things that in central Alabama, most years, and this year in particular, there is no spring. We go from winter to summer. Yeah. And, um, and here, you know, we've gone from having to huddle by the fire to sweating in with the high in the mid-80s in the afternoon. Although I will say this, the mornings are pleasant. Um, even the the late evenings are pleasant, but then you have mosquitoes to battle. So, But if you get up early enough in the morning... Um, it's, you know, it's not hot summertime yet. It's, you still get Very a little bit of a, outside. yeah. So it's just in the afternoons when the sun's out and you're out trying to work and it goes up to the mid to high eighties, then you're thinking, okay, summer is here. And we can see evidence of that with you, uh, the laundry, uh, during yeah. the winter time, it's rare for us to be able to dry more than one load of clothes in a day. Um, Partly because of the, the, well, getting good weather for one thing, but the sun, the angle of the sun, it just doesn't stay on the clothes well enough. That's right. We don't get as much daytime um, period, Mm -hmm. plus the sun when it is up is low in the sky. Uh, But the other day you uh, were able to load and dry three loads of clothes on the clothes it was actually the day. four oh, just, was be- it? <laughs> just because i split up the colors and you know yeah. did a couple of smaller loads because i didn't want to wash okay. colors and whites together but it's true that um we we got lots of clothes out on the clothesline and they dried very quickly yeah so and it's that would, time know, of the put year put up a load pull it off Mm-hmm. Put up another load, pull it off. Yeah, it was really pretty, pretty impressive. We could do that. Um, and then another sign of the times is I'm finally switching out my winter for summer clothes, and I started by taking my boots out of the closet, putting them in the storage bin for the winter. I mean, for the summer, and then um, moving my little sandals and strappy shoes into the closet. They go away for, uh, they'll be in ready to use now, the little sandals yeah. and strappy things, yes. as you put it. And then I need to, this is the first time since we've had the lodge that I actually can make use of that um, plan that we had, which was to take my whatever clothes are out of season and store them up there. So um, hopefully in the coming week, I'll get that done. But, you know, it's good I didn't do it before now because didn't we have one friend at church who said she had washed and put away her her winter jogging suit or something three or four times? Three you know? or four times, exactly. <laughs> Thinking so. winter was over. So now I think we really can make the, the move with those clothes being stored out of season. 
we have an architectural feature in both the barn and the lodge of these stack windows. They are windows in the ceiling that help to exhaust the warmest air in the room. They stay closed during the winter, and it's now time to open them. We have not yet opened them this year, but sometime during this month, I'm sure we will. Uh, it involves getting up on a ladder and just cranking those windows open uh, one at a time. We have one here in the apartment where we live in the barn, and we have seven in the lodge. And, so. you know, one thing we haven't talked about, but uh, except I mentioned to you the other day when it was in the 80s outside, and I don't remember what temperature it registered in the apartment, upper 70s maybe, um, I went up to the lodge, and it was all closed up. It was only 68 degrees in there. So I wonder, do we want to open those stack windows when it's retaining the cool so well? At this point, um, I'm I don't feel doctrinaire about that. I just know that when we start opening the lodge, we're going to want those stack windows to help us. Right. But I guess until we do, we can leave them closed. Yeah. Why not? And and the dust level stays very low in there. I mean, I don't. Have, yeah, it stays clean. We yeah. don't have to do a lot of dusting. And and for sure, once we open up the windows and let the air flow through, we will start seeing dust everywhere. So I think that's one reason I'm putting that off for a while. Sure, <laughs> I, I'm not in a hurry. Yeah. So you just let me know when it's time. We have three empty firewood pallets, and uh, by all rights, they ought to be filled now so that they could be seasoning during this summertime with the possibility that Adrian might be living in the lodge next winter, we really want to have all hands on deck with the firewood. Mm -hmm. We want to have all the firewood ready to burn. Um, And we have a ready-made source of wood because we need to do some clearing to the west and south of Veg Hill, and that will that'll bring down several trees, many pines, but other uh, but hardwoods as well, and that should give us plenty of wood to fill those three pallets. And of course, we don't object to, to burning pine in our wood stoves. No so. problem for us burning pine. That's right. It burns quickly, but that's okay. We can live with that. Yeah, so we'll, we should have plenty of wood. And, you know, we've walked around and seen plenty of deadfall, as we've mentioned before, um, that we can also use to add to our supply. Mm-hmm. And we've got some standing dead trees. There's one standing dead tree south of the orchard I noticed this morning that probably needs to come down. And as I bush hog, I noticed doomed trees and standing dead trees that we could choose to bring down whenever we wish to. So we'll, we should have plenty of wood um, at our disposal. It's just finding the time to go out and cut that down. And finding the time to mulch. We are way behind in generating our hardwood chip mulch that we use in so many ways here at Longleaf Breeze. And I've had the mulcher attached to Scamp for a couple of months now, thinking, okay, any day now we're going to get out there and mulch, but we haven't done it yet. Right. And, you know, I used a little bit of that mulch that had really deteriorated, um, you know, that was left over in mixing up some uh, potting soil for containers. And um, I was so glad to have it. But if you leave it out there long enough, it's very easy to work with as you mix it in with some peat moss and vermiculite. Um, or perlite, whichever one you have, um, and I even added a little lime. I was kind of proud of myself for um, using that. Actually, recipe we got from Brian Cooley about um, how to use how to mix up um, an effective 
um, kind yeah, of all-purpose and, and I use it soil. for the uh, composting toilet, and we use it for mulch. We need it for all mm-hmm. kinds of mulch purposes everywhere around here. So, so we, we need to be need doing to generate it. some. Yeah, and and it can all be hand in hand with when we go down and we cut down a tree, and then the smaller branches and all we can, you know. Use the larger part for the firewood, but the smaller branches can be used for our mulch. Put them right through the mulcher, and they are ready to go. So mm-hmm. we're sort of like the Indians and the buffalo. We, everything gets used when we bring down a tree. Yeah, that's right. And we are entering that time of the year when Lee stands forlornly on the barn <laughs> porch and says, Amanda, come in. It's supper time. Well, you know what part of the problem is? It's it, it, I've actually, in my advancing years decided that I don't much enjoy being out there in the heat of the day working um, in the vegetable I mean I love the vegetable garden but I don't like being in that hot sun and just again it's just coming with I guess realizing that I've had skin cancer I don't need to be out there in the heat anyway I'm getting older so I take advantage of the longer days to do a lot of work you know, once it cools off. But interestingly, you don't like getting out there in the early morning. That's well, not that may have preference. to change. But the, partly because lately it's been cool in the mornings. But um, that may have to change because I, last year I really did get out in the hot sun some. And this year, just to make sure I have enough hours in the day, I'll probably do early morning and late afternoon. But your point I'm, I'm hearing, which is you had to put a special chime out that goes off at 6.15. <laughs> and we're laughing. Um, so that when I'm out there, caught up in what I'm doing, I'll hear this signal that says, you need to be getting ready. You need, need to be to- gathering up and yes. finishing up. Yes. That's right. Because at 6.30, by our mm-hmm. agreement, you come on in so that you can call your mom and get your shower and we'll have supper at 7. Right, right. So I'm trying to do better. But Good. what's interesting is... Um, at 6.15, what plays is, is a song of some kind. And at first, we just had hymns. And then you decided to go, well, let's, let's just t- let the chimes choose randomly from whatever. And so there are some interesting songs Things that get played. Things we don't know. Yeah. yeah. A lot of times, we'll hear a song that neither of us can identify. But, you know, it could be... Uh, My Bonnie Lies Over the yeah, Ocean. Yeah, or, you know... <laughs> Good night, Irene, or something. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really interesting. So that's part of what kind of perks my interest. Um, and and the other problem, as I've mentioned earlier, is in the light late evening I do battle mosquitoes. So and I really hate to keep spraying poison on myself. Um, I should mention that um, I am going to be going to a workshop in a couple of weeks to learn to make um, herbal medicinal remedies. And I'm really hoping I can find an effective one for insect repellent. A a natural insect repellent would be wonderful because both of us are nervous about your slathering yourself with that harsh chemical. But it's what you have to do in order to keep from, and it's not just mosquitoes, by the way. There's something, I want to say it's a flea beetle or something that bites my ears sometimes, and they swell up as a result. So, and and that means I've got to put this stuff close to my face or on my face, on my neck, um, just to be able to to make it out there. Um, So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see if I can find out something that actually works. Yeah. And interestingly, I, my rhythm is somewhat different from yours. I like to get out early in the morning, and it's not at all unusual for me to pour it on and work all morning into the middle of the day, and then I'll 
eat a late lunch after having my shower of the day, and then I won't go, I won't get heated up again in the afternoon. That's probably smart. Well, it's just different. Yeah. Um, there is the siesta involved, too, for yeah. you, so. Um, well, we talked a little bit about the fact that the lodge is cooler. We've Cooler ta- than the apartment. Cooler than the, the apartment where we live here in the pole barn. Um, so we've at least explored the idea that we might spend more time in the lodge in the summertime. You know, many of our friends, when they walk through the lodge, say, well, it's just a matter of time before you're living up here. Because it is, it, it looks nicer, it's more presentable to uh, the public, and it's, you know, it's pretty. You know, a lot, of, lot mm-hmm. to be recommending it. Um, I don't think either of us is interested in, trans, in moving our home up there, but uh, we have talked about maybe some of the hottest nights we might go spend in the lodge. Right, because it really, I'd say it's a good 10 degrees cooler. I mean... Just from what I could have experienced already. And that's what we set out to do. We wanted it to be cooler in the summertime and cooler in the wintertime, and we have accomplished both goals, I think. Yeah. Well, another thing we have to worry about in the summertime is just staying hydrated. I've already begun to notice that I get thirsty more, need to drink more water, and... um, Good. I was was hoping you had noticed that. I've noticed it about myself. I've noticed that, oh, I feel like I need to go get a glass of water. And as we've talked mm-hmm. about before, we have two different styles on that. Neither is better or worse. They're just different. You're a sipper. I'm a guzzler. You tend to sip from a bottle that you keep with you at all times. Mm-hmm. And I will work, 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 and then I'll go drink three glasses of water, and then I'll work yeah. for some, you know, a longer period of time. But uh, both methods work just fine, and we just need to be mindful of them. Yes, and, and the important thing for anyone is to, is to stay hydrated, especially in the heat, um, because it's so easy to lose bodily fluids, and yeah. then, you know, the Well, let's talk a little bit about what's going on on Veg Hill. We've got several things that are happening yeah. now that the, heat, that the weather's heating up some. Well, some of, a lot of uh, harvesting has occurred, especially in terms of um, permanent harvest, <laughs> like the kale. I finally did away with all the collards, the kale. Um, the collars were several weeks ago, but the, um, and uh, beginning to harvest some onion and the first of the garlic. Um, yeah, that garlic's going to be a little bit of an adventure. We figured yeah. out we have more than a hundred garlic plants coming out of the ground, mm-hmm. and I have strung up a rope under the pole barn roof with the hope that we can hang clusters of garlic on that rope. Right, it's so soft net. Cure. Yeah, it's soft net garlic that I can braid and hang for it to cure. And then we have to decide after that um, an appropriate storage method because that's how we lost our garlic last year. Most yeah. of it is it was it was too hot. Yeah, we hot. had good production, and mm-hmm. then we didn't treat it right when it, after it was right. out of the ground. And, and finding a place it. that stays cool enough, and we've talked about maybe some place up at the lodge might be a good place for it. So we'll be looking into that. And um, another uh, harvesting that's going on, of course, is continued. um, We've mentioned the strawberries before, and we're continuing to get lots of those, as well as what's really about to come on strong are the spring peas. Yeah, we're we're sort of in a race with the peas. Will the peas set fruit and bear before the the heat really arrives? Well, they are now bearing. They are they are setting fruit and bearing. Even the ones on the trellis. Yes, yes. I thought all I saw was blooms. They're no, actually you need setting to go peas. look again. Okay, yes. All right. So um, sugar snaps and 
uh, shelling peas, just all kinds of goodies up there. But you you raise the question, I think rightly, that we do have to worry about the effect of the hot, as if it heats up quickly, the production will end rather quickly too. So, uh, But right now, every plant is bearing and they look great. So we'll just take advantage of that as long as we can. And you've gotten eggplant and peppers and tomatoes in the ground along with some basil to accompany them and some marigolds. Right. Planted some watermelon seed the other day, some corn and cucumber, and I have a lot more seeds to put in the ground. Um, another, the, the one that's actually germinated the best is two beds that I've already planted with summer cover crop, sun hemp. And the sun hemp, one bed actually germinated a whole lot better than the other one, and I, I need to go add some seed to the bed the, at the very end. The number four. Right. But for some reason, you know, probably I was just uneven in sprinkling them because all I did was broadcast the seed. Yeah. And then um, that's one thing we should probably mention. We Because I think in the past I've talked about my Earthway, the little yeah. uh, seed spreader. Earthway and raised beds don't play right, well Right, because you have to walk behind it. If you've never used one, you, you walk behind it and it plows, you know, you can set it for the appropriate seed depth and seed size of whatever you're planting. And it actually works very well, especially for sun hemp. We've had good uh, germination and all from that, but couldn't do it that way this year because you can't, you're, well, one should not be walking in one's raised beds. Let's put it that way. <laughs> and I don't. So I just broadcast the, the um, sun hemp and then watered it in really well. Uh, tried to stir it in a bit with my hand um, to cover it a bit. So um, I think I'll just, we've got plenty of sun hemp. I can just add some seed okay. where it's not germinating well. But no sign yet of watermelon, corn, or cucumber, but it's a little early yet. Um, and, and also, the, the bad news is I've got some uh, problems with varmints out there, <laughs> continuing saga. But a couple of the tomato plants I put out are just gone now, just as if there were never a plant there. Yeah, no, no trace. Yeah. So we're so. working on that. <laughs> Uh, the muscadines and the kiwi all are on row 12, the old row 12 of Veg Hill, which is the trellised row on the western end of Veg Hill. Um, we planted three new muscadines out there this year, and I am working to train them up to the trellis line as I am working to train the kiwi to the trellis line. So they're all tied with string, trying to get them to go up rather than out. And uh, if I can get them to go up, I will get them to the trellis line. And that's really my goal for this year for those kiwi and, and muscadine is to get them up to the trellis line by the end of the growing season. And there's no reason we shouldn't be able to do that. Right. And then the asparagus is looking the good. The asparagus is really slow coming out of the ground mm. this year. We hope simply because the soil was so cool. It's now coming on well. We have more than 100 um spears that have become ferns and um, everything is looking good we decided early on this year okay we won't have a harvest because it's so slow coming out of the ground and I think that was good that was a good decision to make because if we had tried to eat those we really would not have good ferns and this way we've got good ferns we're positioned well for next year and I'm glad you counted those because we planted 50 crowns last right. year so we're getting good production. Yeah. We do have a couple of gaps. I don't understand why why there are gaps where there are no um, 
ferns at all, but we do. We've got a couple of gaps. Well, maybe those just didn't take or something. But we should have plenty of asparagus for us. Yeah, uh, well, I, I hope we'll have plenty next, next year. year and, yeah. um, and I guess, I don't know whether we'll have to decide whether do we harvest for two weeks next year or do we harvest for four weeks. We'll have to have a conversation about that. Well, um, thank you for your patience with us. We're, uh, we appreciate your listening in, and we will look forward to visiting with you next week. Take care. You've been listening to Longleaf Breeze with Lee and Amanda Borden. You can call the farm at 334-625-8682. Send email to letters at longleafbreeze.com. Our address is P.O. Box 780-446, Tallahassee, Alabama, 36078. Visit us at longleafbreeze.com to learn more about the farm, to browse our archive, and to look over our planting database. You can also read the daily farm log and check in with Lee and Amanda. That's longleafbreeze.com.